Welcome to Zephyr Yoga Inspiration. I offer these podcasts for free, and your support really does make a difference and is appreciated. To make a donation, please click the link in the episode description or visit ZephyrYoga.com. So, we've just finished a series on the eight stages of yoga, and we're going to be entering another series on prana. Prana is that life force, that vital energy, that energy that animates life and thought and nature that's a part of everything in this manifested world that grows, that expresses itself. And so we're going to tap in and do a deep dive into prana, but also gaining information of what we did through the eight stages of yoga. So Yoga is said to be the art and science of self-realization by disciplining the body, the mind, the breath in order to gain self-knowledge and cultivate that self-awareness. Now, Tantra, and I know that's a bit of a provocative term because it comes with all sorts of ideas of sensuality, sexuality, and that's just a tiny little part of a bigger part of Tantra. But Tantra is that weaving experiences into a practice to cultivate as much prana as we can and use that life force, use that vital energy to um, acquire this power of energy to heal, like optimize our health on all levels, as well as like boost our energy um, so we can do our lives well, to fulfill our purpose in this embodiment, to have clarity of mind that guides us towards that lasting fulfillment, that contentment, as well as that liberation. In, in Tantra, they use that term, moksha, as one of their desires, seeking freedom, liberation, and a connection to source. So this yoga is that mastery of knowledge and tantra is the mastery of power of prana and if you think about it if you have a lot of knowledge but you don't have a lot of power how can you express that knowledge that you hold if you have a lot of power but not a lot of knowledge you can become very dangerous and i think we all have experienced certain politicians (laughs) yeah so Uh, You know, we study both. We study ways in weaving our asana, pranayama, mudra, kriya, mantra, as well as yoga philosophy into a practice to have this desired outcome of being empowered with self-knowledge and skill in loving awareness to do our lives well and to fulfill our purpose of embodiment. So... We all know that yoga is so much more than being flexible and being strong. It's also a management of prana, this vital energy that animates, um, uh, you know, all levels on all beings, you know, that, that life, that um, energy that is far beyond just our own consciousness. So prana enables us um, uh, for our bodies to move, for us to regenerate for us to heal something, as well as enables the mind to think. Prana is also said to be that intelligence that coordinates our senses, that helps digest information, but also starting to release that which doesn't serve us any longer. 
The next few weeks, we're going to be doing a deep dive in the prana values to get a better understanding of what this thing called prana is. So prana is that life force. Vayu is that direction of winds and means winds. And it is said that we have five winds or five directions of pranic energy within us. So the first one is also called pranavayu. So we're going to drop the A and it's I'll call it pranvayu. My teacher gave that subcategory, which made so much more sense to just kind of keep it in your head and experience it. So pranvayu is that inward action, that inward movement. It ingests prana and it's said to be the birth of life as you receive um, life through the inhale pattern. And it's like in, um, as you are born, as you come out of the womb, the first breath you take is an inhale outside of the mum. And so that inhale pattern becomes that birth of life and that reliving and reanimating yourself to really celebrate this, this embodied experience. So pranvayu. A panavayu is that downward, outward, that eliminating force. Samanavayu is that gathering and consolidating in, absorbing. Vyanavayu is that circulating and distributing that life force. And then Udanavayu is when all the four other vayus are in harmony and regulating. It is that positive effect and it creates this ascension and inspiration movement. So it's that upward movement. So... These are the four, uh, the five pranavayus, but we're going to actually work on one today. And we're going to focus on pranvayu, which is that movement inwards of that fundamental energizing force of vital energy that we draw in to our being. So the easiest way we can receive prana is through the inhale. However, we can receive prana through nutrient-rich food, through water, through bathing in the sun, being around stimulating, um, inspiring people, reading interesting things, learning new things are all prana enriched things in which we can receive prana. But the direct experience, what we're gonna find in practice is that that vayu really points towards the inhale pattern. And you feel prana drawing into the lungs and into the region of the chest and around Anahata Chakra. And as you fill, you sense energy expanding, drawing into this area and moving you forward as you start to receive this vital energy. It also is said that you receive prana on the inhale through your eyes. So notice if you take, you take a big deep inhale right now, your eyes kind of bug out and it's almost like your eyes as well breathe in. And this connects to Ajna Chakra, which creates a pathway for you to receive sensory impressions. So the mind can actually transport information. So as you inhale, it's all that receiving either through the eyes um, or into the lungs. So Pran is linked with your ability to receive, you know, energy and it influences your physical speed. It influences your um, movement. It, it um, influences your motivation as well as your vital energy in life. So 
it, it, this whole pranvayu, as you start to breathe in, you'll notice that it's all about receiving. It's all about welcoming stuff in. So sometimes we have issues around like receiving things, you know, receiving gifts, receiving compliments. And this will trigger a, a certain aversion or a certain attachment to some storytelling that you're not used to it, or you've created a story that you're attached to that you don't deserve it, or you know whatever's kind of going on. And it may touch certain mental emotional holding patterns within you, stored in your lungs, especially if also um, you've been ill and you've had COVID or you've had pneumonia or some kind of lung condition. As you breathe in, it might trigger a response as you open up remembering certain things in which you've gone through. So honoring whatever kind of goes on, you know, pranvayu, this drawing inwards heightens the sensitivity to your inner world. And it also heightens your sensitivity to the outer world. So this allowing whatever is, as you breathe into this moment, we're going to hold our breath and pause for just a few, just to stabilize the mind and bathe in the energy and getting used to allowing whatever comes up in our practice to be. And then we exhale. And so we do have the gift of the exhale within this practice to help us release calm and ground which is hopefully this practice will offer you. So your pranvayu will focus your attention. Notice when you inhale, you focus on your um, on the task at hand or a point. And this focusing the attention stimulates the mind, stimulates your nervous system, stimulates your body. But then when you hold your breath, you stabilize the mind um, on what you're focusing on. So. It is also said that there are certain warning signs in receiving too much prana, that it overstimulates and deranges the mind. So if you kind of think about hyperventilating, you create an anxiety um, response or a panic attack. So making sure that inflow is slow and received in that um, kind of yogic way of self-study. Um, but also that pranvayu too much is also um, linked to the suffering of craving or addictive impulses as well as just noticing that restlessness in your body and that kind of fidgety hyperactiveness in in your body so that's usually a sign when like you're too vata imbalanced that you need to ground yourself so hopefully this practice what we will do is it will slow you down build a stronger vessel in which you can contain this increased sensitivity to your life force that you're going to increase and that you're able to metabolize this increased energy, this increased prana, and direct it towards either self-healing, um, whether it's fulfillment of some kind of goal or purpose um, that you've come to practice with, and or leading you towards that um, spiritual connection where you feel content and awaken so you can liberate yourself in, in such a way. So um, do know that the sequence of postures is not to spin you out and create so much energy where you feel 
deranged. It's actually to help you really learn how to balance out as you increase your energy, how your body becomes stronger and more stable so you don't short circuit. It's like putting your finger in a light socket and zzz, you know. So um, this yoga practice will enhance, stabilize, and balance that function of pranvayu and opening us to deep breathing, building that strong body and mind that will help um, regulate the rate and flow in which you are breathing and hopefully increase um, your life force. And the result of, of your effort is, is that you will feel very grounded, you know, stable, yet have this sense of a boost to your energy and mental clarity. Does that sound like a good thing? Yeah? Okay. If you would like to continue to practice, find out more information about the topics discussed, or to donate to this podcast, please visit ZephyrYoga.com or follow the link in the episode description. I thank you.